come stop and take a trip down on my block what you see hidden potential young minds sharper than ginsu and ain't afraid to speak they mind if they got something against you no we standing with you we tackle issues like civic pride hate will cease to exist let's put our differences aside from my side to your side from dutch town to south side from Penrose to north side from benton park to old north to west end the west side we bless when we step out we stand down rise up stand together wise up this is stitch cast studio produced by st louis story stitchers in st louis missouri this week our stitch cast sits down with integrity and harvey lockhart to discuss the keys of success in the music and art industry they say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches. Hello, everybody. Under the sound of my voice, I want to thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Stitchcast Studio. I'm your host, Brandon Lewis, and I am accompanied by a few members of our Stitchcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, what's up? How y'all feeling, gentlemen? Good. I am most definitely feeling good. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, everybody on the stage is an artist in some way, shape, or form. And uh, while we were preparing for this podcast, we actually got into like a natural 45 minute conversation on what the arts industry is like and how so many people want to be artists, but have no idea what the industry is really like. You know what I'm saying? People's idea of what the industry is is so far from what it actually is and how ugly it can be. And so we're going to get into some of the intricacies of the industry and some of the complications you might run into as an inspiring artist looking to have a career in art uh that being said nothing said here is meant to discourage you from pursuing your art or whatever the case may be we just want to make sure that people are moving in a way where they're where they're educated and can make educated decisions on what they want to do that being said we got two guests with us uh in a rare occurrence we got one of our engineers stepping from behind the mixing board uh to bless the mic with us we got integrity how you feeling sir blessed man good to go yes sir yes sir and then we got man we got harvey uh lockhart with us y'all so uh give them both a hand y'all give them a hand y'all thanks for having me most of now, uh, before we get into the intricacies of the industry and the questions that aspiring artists might have when going into the industry, can both of y'all give us a, a brief history of your experience in music and how you got to where you are now? Sure. Um, started doing hip hop probably about the age of 10. Um, a lot of my cousins, they came up around the Nelly era. You guys know who Nelly is? Sweet. Um, you'll be amazed. Sometimes you, you never know where some rooms are young and they don't know who Nelly is but um they went to school with him so they would do this freestyle rap when they were at school and they would come home to my house they'll do this freestyle rap in front of me and I'm this 10 year old kid I'm just getting impressed by this man so naturally I started to try and write my own rhymes fast forward um I noticed that I needed to educate myself more on the music business side as well as just understanding how artistry works so i end up ironically going to the extreme institute by nelly years later and graduating with the highest gpa in the school's history and i don't really say that to impress people but to impress upon you that if you really try your best there's nothing you really can't accomplish and i'm i'm grateful for for being able to go to the extreme institute and gain those connections that i gained especially learn as much as I learned and it's been helping me to kind of give back to youth and young adults like here at Story Stitches. Fight, fight. Well, for me, I'm born and raised in Miami, Florida. So 
I've been doing music or the arts almost my whole life. Particularly music, I think I started playing uh, the violin back when I was five years old, something like that. But um, fast forward a few years, I really got connected. I used to go to this um, after school program called the African Heritage Cultural Arts Center. It was um, in the inner city, the heart of uh, the inner city of Miami, um, in the hood. And um, the years that I was there, um, we had this teacher um, who had just got off the road with the Count Basie Orchestra. Uh, his name was Melton Mustafa. Um, he was a jazz trumpeter. The man was a blessing to my life. Um, he introduced me to the saxophone back when I was nine years old, and I've been playing ever since, so over 30 years. Well, close to 30 years now. I'm not 39 yet, <laughs> so close to 30 years. And um, from that, I, you know, I was taught at an early age just the importance of discipline. At that center, I did every area of the arts. I did music, art, dance, theater, photography. I did it all. You know, I stuck with it all the way until I graduated high school. So um, I went to Florida A&M University uh, for undergraduate school. Then I went to graduate school at... Uh, Northern Illinois University, but in between all of that time, you know, I don't have time to tell you all the details, but in between all of the time, I, I worked with some amazing educators, amazing musicians. I played with a lot of people, a lot of big name uh, jazz artists from the history of this music. Uh, Benny Golson, Louis Nash, uh, Curtis Fuller, uh, so many people that were legendary of this music, and I got a chance to learn so much from them. And it's been a blessing. So my role now, I still play a lot, but I do a whole lot of teaching. Um, I started this nonprofit organization, Hill Center for the Arts, uh, here in St. Louis, because I recognized and saw that so many of our um, our youth don't have access to quality arts programming, and the music programs in the city have died. I'm just going to say that a lot of them at the urban schools have died, and it's been a struggle to um, revive them. But that's why my organization exists. And as we increase our capacity, we're going to do our best to reach more kids. What made you want to start it in St. Louis specifically? Because I was here. Hey, gotcha, you know, gotcha, I mean, gotcha. you know, I believe that you need, wherever you are, you can initiate the change that you see, that you want to see in your community. And, you know, I, I just can't sit around. I've been blessed to have the teachers that I've had, to have the experiences that I have had. If I die tomorrow, I'm fine with everything that I've accomplished. But there's still a few more things that I want to do. But still, it's not important to me to be famous or to... That's not important to me. What's most important to me is that I can pay it forward. I can help another person to achieve their goals and their dreams. And, and I, most importantly, to create meaningful art. I don't think there's enough teachers out there who are instilling the, the importance of not just creating art, don't just go out there and, and say what everybody else is saying or create just because everybody else is creating the same thing, but just the importance of being yourself, the importance of being disciplined in what you do, to have excellence in everything that you do. So, you know, I don't, I don't see a whole lot of that in St. Louis, but there's pockets where people are doing that, where they have that standard. And I definitely have the standard. My students have the standard. And I, I see that you guys have a standard. So it's important that our, our kids and our communities see a standard. They see that they, can, they don't have to uh, fit in. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't believe in fitting in. You know, let's stand out. As somebody that's about to uh, pursue a bachelor's in music production, how do you feel like your degrees in music uh, helped you as far as uh, having a life in music? Well, 
First, you have to be passionate about music. Um, if you're gonna, whatever you're gonna go in the field to do, I mean, I have this conversation with my students all the time. Do you need to go to college to study music? No, you don't. I mean, there's great musicians on the street that are killing it. They're, they're making a lot of money, but they can't go in a formal setting and be hired because they're standards, right? So college definitely prepares you to be an employee. If you go to school to get um, a music education degree, you're going to go and teach at a school. You're going to be able to get some um, health insurance. You're going to have a retirement thing package that they have for you. But being an artist requires a certain level of entrepreneurial skill set. Now, I'm not saying that you can't go to school and still possess that skill set. If you go to school, you're just going to make sure that you're following a curriculum that's laid out that's going to help you achieve your goal. But in the end result, you should always know and realize as an artist that you have to hustle. There's no job where you're going to be able to as an artist go and work here nine to five consistently and, and make a living doing that. But you have to be flexible as an artist. You might find some opportunities where you can do that, but sometimes those opportunities kind of, you get in them and then you stay in them and then you stop growing. But if you're flexible, you're open, you, you, you still network and you have your business. When you have your own business as an artist, that's because we all do have our own business as artists, but some of us have not tapped into that side of artistry yet, but it's coming. People are going to wake up. But when you tap into that side of being an artist and also an entrepreneur, you have all of the power to um, pave your path. So I say go for it. If you feel that that is something that you need to do, go for it. I mean, you don't have to go the traditional route. You can also go do the untraditional route and your reputation precedes you. If people see that you have this skill set and you do it well, then market yourself, put yourself out there. That person is gonna say, oh yeah, look, he did this, let me hire him to do this. And then before you know it, you, you, you on the circuit. So it's about how you put yourself out there and how excellent you are. You can read books, you can study, you can connect yourself with so many people and you don't have necessarily have to go the traditional route. Definitely, definitely. Now, um, Ted, you do, you do series of uh, social media videos where you educate sure. people on um, different aspects of the industry, things that they they ain't got no way of knowing because ain't nobody teaching them. Yeah. Uh, what's the biggest misconception you think aspiring artists have about the music industry? I think, in my opinion, the biggest misconception is I'm just going to be an artist. I'll let somebody else handle my business. I'll let somebody else do, um, you know, the publishing, the marketing. But as an artist, you have to be intertwined with all of it. Nowadays, you can't really depend on someone to solely handle your business. You got to kind of learn it yourself. And I think that's very important to the longevity of your career and also leaving a legacy behind for your kids to eat from. You're right, you know, I tell my students this quote all the time that a friend of mine told me, um, the dream is free, hustle sold separately. <laughs> you know, everybody has this dream. They think they can go out there and be the next big artist because they're so talented. It's a lot of talented broke people out there. And I'm talking about broke as being, you know, you have no assets. You have no nothing that you can pass down to your, your children, to your family, if you have kids. But again, I mean, in order to be an artist, you have to be able to sustain your art. And that takes time. Um, but you have to be intentional about your life. You can't 
just go out there and just focus only on the art. If you want a lot of money, you want to be wealthy, then read a book that's going to teach you about money. When I say read a book, sometimes our community is like you cussing at them <laughs> because nobody wants to pick up a book and read it. You know, they'd rather watch a video, but you looking at this other person's opinion, but you're not verifying. In every book that I've read, the first thing that they target is mindset. First thing. So for, the, for, the, for an artist to be sustainable and to, to create sustainability in their art, they have to first develop their mind. And that's important. That's what a lot of young guys and a lot of people are not doing. They're not thinking in that way, so they're just being reactive in the way that they create their art. They're not being responsible in the way they present it. And, but that's another conversation. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's that time again. Time for another Stitchcast Studio Arts Interlude. That's right. It's time to pick the city up. This week, we have a Story Stitches original song entitled, What's Your Why? Yourself, Cause the work it's only one of you Don't talk it, walk it, do what you wanna do I love the life I lead on everything is fine But we don't know what do we are until we find out why, why? For your family, why? for your grind, why? for your sanity, why? for your mind, why? for your city, why? for your life, why? for your life, why? True religion, new decision, 2020, see who giving Ain't no competition, we St. Louis story stitching Surviving through the system, using rhythm, saving lives Let go your ego, just be humble, homie, take advice I'ma make a good life for myself, try to help somebody else Gotta get out of this prison of poverty, get a grind, try to build some wealth I'm loving some meals, so happy, I'm telling them why Ain't nobody get star, but let's be up in the sky And I gotta be useful, be fruitful and multiply the boy got my city, I never gonna let him divide We fly, better catch that grip, double do six all Some of us like that, it is so rough You can join in the fan club, you can stand up But you fall back, wait for it, blow up Everybody wanna ball like a big dog This is it, y'all, watch for the pitfall Get the squad up, let me make a quick call I ain't running, I'ma walk up and get them all yourself cause the work it's only one of you don't talk it walk it do what you wanna do i love the life i lead on everything is fine but we don't know what do we are until we find out why for your family for your grind for your sanity for your mind for your city for your life for your life they say who that but you already knew that that beat them story stitches Words together, so clever. We paint a vivid picture. We molding Chuck Berry, sweetie pies, and red fox. Molding fitted caps and cardinal birds on your red socks. Come stop and take a trip down on my block. Where you see hidden potential, young minds sharper than Ginsu. And ain't afraid to speak their mind if they got something against you. We standing with you, we tackle issues like civic pride. Hate will cease to exist, just put our differences aside. From my side to your side, from Dutch Town to South Side, from Penrose to North Side, from Benton Park to Old North, the West End, the West Side. We bless when we step out, we stand down, rise up, stand together, wise up. 
yourself Cause the world gets only one of you Don't talk it, walk it, do what you wanna do I love the life I lead on everything is fine But we don't know what do we are until we find out why What's your why? For your family What's your why? For your grind What's your why? For your sanity What's your why? For your mind What's your why? For your city What's your why? For your life What's your why? For your life What's your why? As an artist, um, if you had to like, like obviously you can't predict the future or none of that, but if you could like lay out how you think your road to success is, how, how would you predict that happening? Well, basically, based off of what I previously been through, I'd say it's not gonna be a straight, straight route, you know? It's gonna be ups and downs. Sometimes I'm gonna feel less encouraged, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes I'm not, sometimes I'm motivated. It's just a matter of knowing why I'm doing it. So, um, me personally, I'm optimistic, so I, I'm gonna say it at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? I'm to the moon, regardless, but I know it's gonna come with it, it's trial and error for sure. Now, um, a lot of a lot of artists assume that, you know, you know, once you get signed, like that's basically it, right? Like like you get signed, uh, you might even get a million dollar deal. A lot of artists don't really get the million dollar deal, but you know what I'm saying, and all of that, and you just automatically famous or whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of skip steps or a lot of work that people don't see and so they assume it doesn't take place for for you to what 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 would you say is a more realistic route to success like uh from from stories that you've heard and from what you've seen uh from what you've seen what what would you say is a more realistic route to success and i know success is subjective in this case i mean somebody getting to a place where they have reasonable notoriety and they're making their living off of their art I don't believe success is measured only by being able to live off of your art. Most um, me personally, I never wanted my music to be a burden to me. I never wanted it to support me like to where I had to do music in order to live. Because what happens when you do that is like you, you taking every gig, you playing every show and you don't necessarily like the music or the art or even the artists that you're playing with, but you got to survive. So you need to, you got to do these things. You know, I'm, I'm big on the spiritual be, um, side behind the music too. So I'm kind of weird with, uh, I won't say I'm weird because I'm not, but I'm kind of different <laughs> in the way I think about. Or any um, of us normal. <laughs> right. So success to me is when you can honestly present your art in a way that is responsible for the next person to receive it. Because we all um, go through different things in life. And then, but sometimes when you present certain things and you're, you're honest, but when you are brutally honest, like, like if you share certain things with people in a way to where, hey, here's, here's something that I went through, but here's the, the brutal truth behind it. You just, the raw truth of it, you just give it to them. That's reckless because you just threw something on them. They just picked it up and said, well, look at where you are now. So let me pick that same thing up and let me become that. But you didn't tell them, oh, well, I had to I had to clean this out. I had to do this so that I don't I'm not that anymore, you know. So I think that's being responsible when you say before you print, put it out in the world, you process it. You process what you went through. You go through it. You document it and you tell the beginning, 
the middle and the end how you came out of something so when you present it when the person receives it they know that hey i don't have to be this but here's the end result of it so success to me is telling the whole truth that's what success is to me not just about when, when you're honest about your music it's going to open doors for you it's going to make room for you and for me that that's that's more important than being able to make money off of the music yeah i definitely agree there's no real cut and dry way to this realm of success or whatever we deem to be successful it's going to be some high highs it's going to be some low lows but i think when you can really take time to appreciate the process like to me i feel like just being on that journey is successful yeah because kind of like what my brother over there said being on that journey learning what you're learning then you can give back to somebody so they don't make those same mistakes so anytime i can come into story stitchers and me and brandon have a conversation about something that i went through so he won't have to go through it that makes me feel a sense of success you know and it's just really appreciating those small moments of success i mean the big the bigger successes you see like the the big main artists on the stage performing at festivals in front of thousands of people that's a big success but having a conversation with somebody about your journey and them taking something from it it's a form of success anytime you release a, a song for the first time it's a form of success you know you got to celebrate those small wins and i think once you can really internalize let me see this journey as being me being successful i think that's when you can come to terms with the fact that this is success to me but it's still in the eye of the beholder whatever you choose to be your success can be that it could be you know you playing gigs like harvey said that could be your form of success and it may never be you touring around the country you teaching in the classroom is a form of success if that's what you deem it to be successful it's whatever you set that plateau as so um i would just encourage the listener not to compare but to look at your own journey and appreciate the process as you go yeah my stuff my stuff so um a lot of artists a lot of aspiring artists especially when you're young you assume that being talented is enough i'm saying like oh i'm, I'm good at what i do so i gotta like like success is just gonna kind of find me whoever the right the record label they just gonna drop out the sky whatever the case is you know what i'm saying we have this idea that because we're good at what we do that's enough to gain what we deem to be success in the industry that we're trying to make it in while we were uh, talking about this and unpacking this uh one of the things we talked about was how networking can be every bit as important as uh talent and relationship building one thing i'm curious about josh because you're a visual artist um when we were doing the prep we were talking about how record labels have the connections to like radio and like they know who to talk to yeah you magazines. know what i'm saying most dev uh that news outlets or whatever you know what i'm saying they, they just know the right person at all sources or whatever to get you the relationships that you need um you mentioned that school and art visual art is kind of like what a record label represents in uh in, in music or at least in hip-hop could you expound on that a little bit yeah i mean there is a little bit of a difference because like Art was very built, visual art was very built to the academic system, like mm -hmm. when it was initially made. Whereas with y'all, like, you can still find a way as a musician to kind of like bypass school and stuff. For us, it's like, 
not an option. Like we gotta go to school or we're not really gonna be taken seriously. Mm -hmm. um, and it's part of it is because art, visual art has such a history to it that like you need to be aware of that history in order to like know where you're at and where you're going. But they do function like record labels because usually your school has connections to galleries or has like people that own galleries that went there or something in my context. Um, and like much of my opportunities that I've been given or was able to show work consistently that I wasn't before going to school, like came from just networking opportunities. Like people being like, hey, you want to come here and do this? Like just come show up. Like it's very, there is kind of a similar like networking aspect to it that is really, really important. Um, so they do like the the institutions do function like record labels for y'all like it's very much you have to work your way up and kind of keep going to school to get that sort of thing solidified so if uh, and this question is for everybody obviously everybody up here ain't got kids but if you if your hypothetical son was to walk up to you and say I, w I want a career in music what well, what would be the first piece of advice that you gave him it has happened to me. Uh, oh, word. Yeah, my oldest son, Joshua, and he sees it. He's around it. My wife's a singer-songwriter, and, you know, I intertwine here and there in the music industry. And he's asked me, and I think the toughest thing about him being in the entertainment industry at his age would be robbing him of his childhood. I don't, I don't want it to get to the point to where he's not able to be a kid because his music schedule is so demanding from him. So that would be something that I would try to impress upon him to, to, to help him better understand if you do take this step, obviously mommy and daddy will be right there with you. But you have to understand that there are certain best friends' birthday parties you may miss because you got a prior obligation. You, you may not be able to go to summer camp sometimes because you got a music obligation, depending on how his career is blossoming. So I would just try to help him understand the pros and cons that come along with him being in the industry. Yeah, I agree on that. Uh, I would tell my son the pros and cons and let him know I'm with you regardless. But depending on the age range, like, you know, say like 12 or 15 or something up there, I'm gonna keep it a whole rack. Like, it's real out here, man. It's people that tell you they with you, and sometimes they not. Uh, people will take advantage of you if you let them, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot that come with it. It ain't just, like you said, it ain't just about the talent. You can be the most talented person in the world, but you get robbed out of your talent, you know? Well, <clears throat> I have five kids. Are you? Same, five, same. five real kids. Right, right. <laughs> so, uh, man, my kids, you know, they're in it. So, um, what I'm doing is being an example of our music industry. I don't care about the industry. You know, we are our own industry. We are entrepreneurs. We determine what we do, how we do it, and nobody owns us. So if he wants to record his own record, then we're gonna record his own record, and we're gonna promote it, we're gonna put it out there, we're gonna do all of that. Um, but nobody's gonna own us. So it's, it's, it's just mentality, mindset for me. I mean, if you wanna do this, then I'm gonna teach you the language so that you can be your best at it so you can function in it wherever in the world you are and that's that's all you have to do and to still make sure that they understand the importance of creating meaningful art that can uplift your community that's all i'm about like my students will tell you i'm not if it's not positive uplifting music we're not doing it point blank
So, I mean, I think, you know, like you guys are talking about it, the next generation is important that we instill to them the why. Why we do what we do. And once you live that why out, once once they see that you're living it, then that's what they're going to follow into. So I say go for it. If you want to be in the music business, if you want to be a musician, then let me teach you how to be able to sustain your art. Um, I mean, I would be supportive of it to some degree, but I also would be like, caution about it uh-huh. and not really with the financial thing but one of the things that has been like really difficult for me as a student is that kind of like the idealized version of the artist that's coming into school is that you already have a practice and like you're coming in just to use their resources and like get to a better position but the reality is like a majority of art majors particularly at my school and like a lot of undergraduate programs are not really like that like they more they might have taken courses in high school but they're just kind of like for the ride and not really like trying to make or don't really have their own practice outside of like classroom assignments and stuff so if a kid come to me if my kid would come to me and wanted to be like that i'd be like no, like go do something <laughs> different. <laughs> like, go find something sustainable. But if he was like really driven and wanted to pursue it, then I'd be like, yeah, you with enough time, like you'll make it Got to you. some degree. Got you. Thank you for listening. We want to give a very special shout out to the Stitchcast Studio sponsors. Story Stitches is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts, the Lewis Prize for Music 2021 Accelerator Award. Additional support for Stitchcast Studio and Story Stitches Youth Programs was provided by the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund, City of St. Louis Youth at Risk Crime Prevention Grant of 2021, Lust Corporations, the Charity Pot, and March for Our Lives, A and allowance. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches.